how to regulate the financial system is crucially important and really hard to understand. We break it down. This is Journal Report. Timely topics, important information. From the Wall Street Journal. Welcome to Journal Report. I'm Jennifer Strong in New York. The 2008 financial crisis triggered years of new regulations designed to prevent it from happening again. Now officials across the globe are talking about pulling back on these regulations instead of adding new ones. Joining us to break it all down from our Washington newsroom is the Wall Street Journal's Andrew Ackerman. Andrew, what's at the heart of this debate? At the heart of this is two philosophical differences on how Washington should regulate Wall Street. And on one side, the side that you sort of had for the last eight years since the crisis, are people who believe that the government has an important role in setting standards for the sale of financial products and for sort of overseeing and regulating markets, and that to sort of check the um, excesses of financiers, government should play a very active role. And on the other side, you kind of have, which is sort of comports more closely to where the current administration is at. You have people who think it's been nine years since the crisis. We need to stop with new rules, take stock of what has worked and what hasn't, and maybe pull back a little bit because they think that Washington's gone too far. And some of the things that they've done has been too onerous for markets, harmed liquidity, um, which just means sort of the ability to easily buy and sell a security. All right. So two competing visions here. Let's dig a little deeper into each of them, starting with what you call the defenders of the need for discipline. Those are the folks who are in favor of this. The issue that's easiest to understand is sort of the big banks that failed during the crisis and required bailouts. So I think defenders of the current system, that that sort of illustrates the need for some sort of tougher rules. Regulators need to have an Uh, an active role in the continuing management of very large firms and to some extent even smaller ones as well. Um, They say that, you know, that that pro-regulation, they'll say that this type of involvement may be uncomfortable, like having the federal government determine whether or not you can issue a dividend to your shareholders, but it's a lot better than burdening taxpayers in the event of a future bailout. And what happened during the crisis was large banks they were giving dividends to their shareholders and then a few months later you know they had all this exposure to subprime loans and they uh, some of them went under and they needed bailouts and they all got them um and so the idea is you want to prevent that from ever happening again okay so what about the other side here the let the market work folks who think regulation does more harm than good i think they say you know it's best if the government leaves the day-to-day management of a company up to its executives and there's obviously there's a lot of different responses, but the sense is that the government's gone way too far. The regulators are acting with without the same level of information as the people involved in the industry itself. So anytime the government gets involved, there's all these unintended consequences that they didn't envision. Um, and, and they'll say you see that in some of the rules, like the Volcker rule, which was sort of designed to prevent banks from basically taking risks with their own money. And in that, critics or conservative policymakers will say the Volcker Rule, which is part of this big Dodd-Frank law that was signed into law in 2010, that had the unintended effect of, of killing liquidity or harming liquidity, I should say, not killing it, but harming it. They'll say that another unintended consequence of sort of regulating swaps, which were sort of 
derivatives or financial instruments that were central to the financial crisis, because a lot of them blew up uh, during the crisis, that the way regulators in Washington have implemented some of those rules have harmed liquidity or fragmented liquidity, where um, basically trading has shifted abroad in some cases. Like trading that would take place here is, is now taking place in Europe, um, because the rules maybe are, are are seen as too onerous. In some cases, I you know, as a reporter, like I'm just sort of trying to convey the the opinions here. I think it's hard to demonstrate some of that through data. I think that that, that like the Volcker rule has has harmed liquidity. I think I think it's 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 generally anecdotal. We're talking about the debate about financial regulation. Super important often super hard to follow. We're joined by Andrew Ackerman. That's <laughs> all I do. I, I, we're trying to make it a little easier to follow, you know? Yep, I do. And you're listening to Journal Report from The Wall Street Journal. There's a new class of blockbuster drugs. Drugs like Ozempic. They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight starts falling off. Fortunes. It just got too expensive. They're just bank breakers. And industries. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of skepticism. The impact of these drugs from business to health is just beginning. From the journal, Trillion Dollar Shot. Find it in the journal feed wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, everyone. Andrew, what are you going to be watching for next with this? You know, to be honest, a lot of it's personnel. We're still in the early part of the Trump administration. There's a ton of positions they haven't filled. But what we're seeing is as Republicans sort of take over a lot of the regulatory agencies, they're going to push for this second vision that I've outlined, which is a little bit lighter regulatory touch. Um, let the markets work you know, on their own. The government, Washington, should not be dictating how markets work, function day to day. And you'll, you know, you'll probably see that that view will sort of win out on that. That'll be the, the most of the people that the administration appoints to some of these positions will hold those views. I think you'll see it you'll see it in enforcement, for instance, where I think there's this perception that Washington has been too eager to go after to seek large penalties um, against banks that settle with with their regulators for wrongdoing. That there'll be more of an interest in pursuing individuals who are behind the fraud rather than seeking large penalties. And that sort of reflects a, a bit of a philosophical difference that the best way to sort of police misconduct is to go after the individuals rather than to, you know, settle for huge sums of money with the banks. That's The Wall Street Journal's Andrew Ackerman joining us from the studio in Washington. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. And thank you for listening. I'm Jennifer Strong in the newsroom in New York. For more insights, enable the Wall Street Journal skill on any device with Amazon Alexa. Get all of our podcasts, as well as the latest news and market updates. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously. There's a new class of blockbuster drugs. Drugs like Ozempic. They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight starts falling off. Fortunes. It just got too expensive. They're just bank breakers. And industries. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of skepticism. The impact of these drugs from business to health is just beginning. Coming soon from the journal, Trillion Dollar Shot. Find it in the journal feed wherever you get your podcasts.